Good morning for Tuesday, April 7, 2015. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. GOP senator is major player on Iran. Militants prove adept at killing on a shoestring and professor versus his star pupil in climate case. In today's national headlines, how is Walker like Reagan? He'll tell you. With state control, Republicans pursuing smaller prizes. And in Illinois, teen killed by police shot twice in the back. In today's business headlines, fraternity plans to go after Rolling Stone. Pentagon gives backing to a trade deal with Asia. And the Dow was up 117 points yesterday. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as chosen by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Washington, D.C. GOP senator is major player on Iran. While negotiators toiled late into the night in Switzerland, scratching together a nuclear agreement with Iran, Senator Bob Corker was conducting his own tense talks back home. The new chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, Corker, a Republican from Tennessee, was trying to marshal a bipartisan coalition for his bill to force President Obama to send any agreement with Iran to Congress for approval, a bill that could get enough votes to overcome a veto by the president. I know that the diplomats in Switzerland, knowing that Congress was likely to weigh in on this deal, that was a positive thing, Corker said Monday. Voting for this legislation will have a positive effect on the negotiations, not a negative effect. There are few people on Capitol Hill more important to the White House right now than Corker, who sees himself as a bridge builder in a Senate known for polarization. At the White House, nobody likes his bill, which would give Congress a 60-day window to debate the Iran agreement before voting yes or no or taking no action. But Obama and his advisors see him as someone who might work with him to revise the legislation and ultimately make a deal. It is no surprise, then, that the White House has spent the last few days praising Corker. A good and decent man, Obama declared. Somebody who has considered this issue in a very principled way, said the president's spokesman, Josh Ernest. The White House now views its central challenge as either negotiating a compromise with Corker or stopping enough Democrats from joining him so he's short of a veto-proof majority, at least through June 30th, the deadline to translate last week's preliminary agreement with Iran onto paper. After that, officials said, Obama may be in a stronger position to argue the merits of the accord. Conservatives are watching carefully to make sure Corker does not soften. Corker is under enormous pressure from the White House to delay or weaken his own bill, said Dan Saner, a former Bush administration official. Since joining Congress in 2007, Corker, now 62, has earned a reputation as an eager dealmaker who was willing to dive into the details of financial regulation, the auto bailout, entitlement spending, and government-secured housing. But many of those grand compromises have ended up going nowhere at a time when the two parties have appeared more intent on one-upmanship. Gene Sperling, the president's former national economics advisor, said Corker was always more interested in finding agreement than in passing legislation to be vetoed. 
He was someone that you could confide in, be brutally candid with, and even have heated disagreements with, and that it only helped build a relationship of trust and respect with him, Sperling said.